0: of what you were or what you were like, that the creator of the universe would send his spirit to come talk to you. And you know it's him. You know, that's the thing. People can say, well, how do you know? How do you know? Well, when he does, you will know. And sometimes it's hard for us to express how we know. I just knew. I mean, at some point, I knew God was talking to me. Not in an audible voice, but I knew. Now, I remember talking to a friend of mine. He he played drums in a band I was in, and he had to he had to move to Louisiana to work a job to pay for some bills he had. And I remember talking to him on the phone about De- probably December before I got saved. The next February, and uh, I said that to him. God was dealing with him at the same time. It was it was really something. God knows what we need. And me and this, this guy, we were very close. We had been very close friends and musicians together for quite some time. And, and uh, I can't remember exactly how I said it, but I said, Mike, do you do you sense something's going on? He said, I feel the same thing. And God was dealing with him at the same time he was dealing with me and actually came and got saved uh, about a week or so after I did. Um, and and went into something else but but regardless god was dealing with our hearts so thank god for his great love so we're going to start in ephesians tonight ephesians 2 and uh verse 1 Okay, I'm not going to worry. We're trying to find that. (coughs) Appreciate your prayers, saints. Ephesians 2, uh, starting at verse 1. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, The Spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. I want to take our title tonight from verse 4. Where it says, but God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us. Our title is His great love. His great love. So let's start over here and, and, uh, at verse 1 and look down through and just make a few thoughts here. We just want to talk about the love of God tonight. Amen. Amen. And it's, it's not just the love of God. It is, it is the foundation of everything we are. It's the foundation of Christianity. It's really the foundation of the world. It's the foundation of humanity. Amen. God made us out of love. He created us because of love. Thank God we have a God of love, saints. Thank God we don't have an evil God. Thank God we don't have the God of the world that we're following. But we have the God of love. That we are following tonight. Uh, Amen. So pray for us. We want to expound some thoughts here for us. Uh, He says, and you hath he made alive, hath he resurrected who were dead in trespasses and sins i don't know everyone i don't know everyone's uh, background i don't know all of where we came from i know where i came from it was a dark place where i came from y'all might have been good folks goody two shoes all your life but i wasn't i came from a dark spot i got a feeling probably some of you did too Even some of you that might have been religious people. I got people in my congregation, they were religious people. They had old attitudes and they had all kind of stuff down in their hearts. Amen. But you know what? I think about this. Uh, I think about us when we were dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, If we were all in here tonight, all of us in that old state, in that old way, dead in trespasses and sins, Uh, the nice little religious portion of people, uh, uh, maybe a few old hippies like I was, or old, uh, uh, you know, uh, drunkards and dope users, Uh, uh, maybe some few rednecks. Y'all have rednecks in California? California certain areas okay all right maybe a few rednecks thrown in rednecks used to give us trouble I mean just look at you you know and kind of make you want to get away from there could you imagine all of us piled up in here together as the old man the hippies the freaks the rednecks the nice little religious ladies gentlemen people with hatred and prejudices all up in here together you know what it wouldn't work (laughs) it wouldn't work it took a transformation it took something real for us to be able to be here tonight and enjoy one another and rejoice with one another beautiful service by the way uh, tonight i enjoyed every bit of it Uh, amen just uh and and everybody just sharing in this beautiful love of god that's what made the difference but for the love of god we would be what we were and we would not have what we have amen you hath he resurrected who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It's still out there working. Thank God He's delivered us from it. But let's don't forget where we were either. Amen. We would be right up under that except for the mercy and goodness of God today we would still be out there living that old life, amen, with the hatred in our hearts, uh, despising one another, not liking this one, not liking that one, doing evil, doing wrong, stealing and lying, drinking, drugging, lusting, all of those things. That's what we'd be but for the love of God. We would be dead, dead men, corrupt that's what we'd be that's what others are out there but that's what we would be but for the grace and the love of god we all had our behavior our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath even as others we deserve to be destroyed We deserve the destruction that awaited us. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins. I connect that with that earlier sentence, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he loved us hath quickened us together with Christ. We've been resurrected with Christ, right? Raise us up. We could go over and read Romans 6. We want, not but you probably know what it says. Romans 6 talking about uh, being buried together with Christ and then resurrected with Christ unto new life. We were resurrected with Christ. Because of his resurrection, we were able to be resurrected. Hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved and has raised us up Together, Thank God we've been resurrected with Christ and we've been resurrected together in that sense with one another. And it's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Uh, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. God has been good to us saints of God. For by grace are ye saved through faith. No argument here. No argument here. By grace are ye saved through faith. People will say sometimes, and I did a message on it somewhere. Uh, I don't. Um, uh, I'm not good enough. Okay, you, know, you hear that in people in the world sometimes. I'm not good enough to be. You know what? Nobody is. Right. Right. Who's good enough to be saved? <laughs> Brother go. we're not good enough now. We're not. Right. Jesus. Jesus told a, a a man one time. He said, "Why callest thou me good?" Right. He said, there's only one good, that's God. He was making a very uh, pertinent point there. Amen. God is where our goodness comes from. We're not good right now without God. Thank God we are good in that sense, but it's because he's made us good. We're not any better than anyone else but for God. Amen. By grace you are saved, through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Thank God He made us to do some good works, did He not? And we want to do those good works, not just living holy. I mean, we know we're supposed to live holy, but God help us to do good works. God help us to do the works of Christ. Amen. Let's let's look at a thought here real quick. This isn't on the outline, but uh, we'll go to uh, Titus, uh, the second chapter, and get a thought here. Oh, and another thought. Titus 2.11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us, That denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Well, that's how saved people are. No, our good works didn't save us, but we've been saved unto good works. And some of those is living holy, being obedient to God. Looking all right let's let's get that verse 12 again he says teaching us the grace of God that uh, that brings salvation the grace of God that saved us we just read about it has appeared to all men that grace will teach us it doesn't just save us it teaches us some things teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, in this present age. Whatever this age has going on, whatever it's doing, amen, we are to live righteously in it. Why? Looking for Because we're looking for something, saints. Amen, we're expecting something. This looking for is expecting something. We're looking for the blessed hope Amen. What is the hope? Well, Jesus Christ is our hope. Eternal life is our hope. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Amen. We're going to see it someday. You're all going to see it someday. Who gave himself for us. Amen. That He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Purify unto Himself. We are a special people unto Christ. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. You can take all of that to the bank. That's going to stand the judgment day right there nothing is going to nullify any of that uh, amen let's go back to uh, ephesians 2 thank god for his kindness to us uh, amen he says uh, in verse 7 that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us Through Christ Jesus. His kindness shown to us through Christ. We just read about it. What was that kindness shown? In that Christ gave himself for us. God showed his kindness unto us through that. You know what? If we are going to show kindness to the lost souls in this world, it will have to be through Jesus Christ. We need Christ to be able to show kindness to this world and to show the love of Christ to this world. Because it's beyond us. It's beyond our emotions. It's beyond our personality to show the world, the lost world of lost humanity, the kind of love they need to be shown. It's the love that God showed to us. It's the love that the Holy Spirit and God showed to me that I just sang about when I was laying in that bed on that mattress on the floor where the light bulb was burned out. And all of my belongings were in a Pabst Blue Ribbon long neck box. All of my clothes were in there. And maybe a guitar strode about. That That was the life I was living. And you know what? God came up in that old room. He came in that old dingy room and talked to an old guy that was laying there drunk, probably been smoking some pot or something, and laying there lustful, a lustful life, dirty, and God came up in there and started talking to me about Jesus and stirring my mind, even knowing I was going to get up the next morning and go do just back to just what I had been doing. But he, he said, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to talk to him. He saw me doing all my ungodly deeds, but he loved me and he went towards me see we need that kind of love don't we we need to love lost mankind like that and it's it's hard to get past humanity sometimes and we don't love the evil they're doing and God did not love the evil I was doing that's not why he came he he came because he hated the evil I was doing he wanted to get me out of the evil evil is hurting people it's, it's destroying people. It's destroying their lives, the wickedness that people are involved in. It's destroying them. It's destroying the people around them. It's destroying their families. And God wants to deliver. He don't want to take away everybody's good time. He wants to deliver. He wants people to be happy. He wants people to have that joy that the sister was talking about. And it's going to take more than our emotions to do that. Now, some people are... As far as emotions go, some people naturally may be a more compassionate person than others, right? We're all different uh, personality-wise and emotional-wise. So we need something consistent. And what is that? We need Christ. We need Christ to teach us and help us to know how to uh, express what these souls out here need. I was unlovable. Amen. Can we look at these dead Wretched souls that are out here and love them like God loved us. I was unlovable. I looked a mess. (laughs) All right. Alcohol and cigarettes on my breath and on my clothes. Red eyes from drugs. Filthy language coming out of my mouth. Lustful. Proud of my long hair and my cool looks nothing holy to love about me at all. Yet the Father and the Son loved me and moved with compassion, sought me out. He didn't wait for me to come because I wouldn't have come. That's not how it works. He seeks us out. His Spirit seeks us out. Or sometimes I believe He sends you to seek Him out. And uses us, as I believe I might have mentioned last night, uses us to start the process. Not that we can start the process. We can talk to somebody for 30 months and they will never change anything. But God can use those words that we do say right. to begin something working and and put it in their mind. He, he did it with me. I mean, I could just stand here and give you my testimony all night probably. But uh, those friends of mine that got saved back... Um, in 76 or so uh they time had passed and they had pretty much given up on me i guess didn't see him around much and don and i were in at a gas station one day and we had stopped and i was putting gas in the car and uh a friend of mine drove by in his truck in his work truck he drove by where i was at and he looked and he saw me and he turned he went down and he turned around and he came back and uh and stopped and got out of the truck and by that time the you know the the tensions had cooled and everything so i was glad to see him i said hey man how's it going hey daryl what's going on started talking a little bit and and then he started talking the religious stuff but it wasn't like it was before and i don't know what all he said he told me a bunch of stuff about mount zion i did not have a clue what he was talking about he started he gave me the he said daryl he said, if you could stand on stage between Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman, those were my two guys back then, okay. He said, if you could, Dwayne, of course, was already long dead, but he said, if you could stand on stage between Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman and jam with those guys, he said, what I've got is better than that. That, that may not mean anything to you. You may not even know who Dwayne Allman and Eric Clapton is, but it meant a lot to me. It connected with me. And I have to feel that God gave him that to tell me because that connected with me. And, I, and then we talked a little more, and Donna's sitting in the car, and she's wondering what's going on. So uh, he left, and I went back, and I got in, got in the car. And I remember sitting down in the seat, and I just went, Phew. It was something that affected me. You know what? I went on my way. I forgot about it. I went on doing my wickedness. Went on drinking, went on doing all of that, but God still, he was in that. Right. It was a little seed that was planted. And really, as I look back on it, I believe that was the beginning that I can see, the beginning moment I can see where God started dealing with me again. And that, that brother, he had talked to me before many times, and I'd rejected him, right? Didn't want to hear it years before. And when he passed by, I believe he told me later, he said, I saw you out there, and I thought, there's old Daryl. And he was just going to go on. And then he, something, for some reason, he turned around. For God's reason, he turned around. He turned around and came back and talked to me. So that ought to encourage our hearts. God was given another opportunity there. And God used him to come back and say those words to me. What love God has for us. Seeking me out in that in that way. God help us. Amen. God help us to be able to have that kind of mercy and that kind of love unto souls. John 3.16, we all know that one, don't we? Everybody knows that one. John 3.16. For God so loved, Look, that stuck out to me as I was studying that at one point. God so loved. Little word so, what's that mean? It means in this way. God in this way loved. God so loved the world. God in this way loved the world. This is how how much he loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, to judge the world, to send them to their final destination, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. God in this way loved the world, not merely out of emotion, but God loved us to the point that he acted upon it. Jesus didn't come to condemn, to judge, but to save. You know what? That's still our mission. The mission of Christ fell to us, right? I mean, he, he, he has us here to complete what he began. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. And it's going to take, take us being full of Christ to do it. You know what? We're all just folks, Right? I have fear work on me, just like you have fear work on you. I'm intimidated, just like you're intimidated. I, I, I face things, all kind of things. Just we all, that's just humanity. There again, some more than others. I know some people. They're just bold as a lion. That's just who they are. They speak their mind right out, and and they've always done that. They did it before they were saved, and they do it now. And I know people that are more timid and more laid back, and you know, just really don't want to get involved. But we're here. To show the love of Christ, and God can use us all. He can use the lion, and He can use the one that's more sheepish. He may may not be exactly the same way that He does it, but He can use us all. Right, amen. And just show Christ. All right, let's look at First John four. We got to love one another if we're going to love the world. Verse John 4 and verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. He's just recounting the things we've already read in these things. He says, herein is love. Not that we love God. And People out there don't love God. We're trying, to ter- we're trying to carry the love of God to people that don't love God. But we didn't love God either. I mean, if you had asked me, I might have said, even in my, my state, in my condition, I wouldn't have, some things I wouldn't have said. I probably wouldn't have said I was saved or anything. But uh, I would have said, well, I'm, I'm fine with God. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I didn't know anything about him, but I believe in him. All right. And I'm still doing all these wicked deeds. Well, there's people that are not religious that are doing that same thing, and there's people that are religious that are doing that same thing. They'll tell you they believe in God, but they're still doing wicked deeds. They need this gospel too. You know, they need the gospel saints. We we understand Church of God, and I'm church of God, and I understand what it is, I know what it is. And and they ultimately that's what they need because that's what I believe what we believe is true. I do. I do believe, I believe in God built one church. I believe, I believe that's where he puts us. I believe that's the, the one body of Christ is all there is, and these false organizations are not, are not part of that. I believe that. I believe we have to live a holy life. I believe we get delivered from our sins. I believe we get purged from that nature and filled with the Spirit of God and live a holy life. I believe that. But you know what? It'll get me the, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say. They just need the gospel. They just need, the, God, God gave me a revelation of the church. I heard it preach, Brother Goble. I heard it preach, but God gave me a revelation of that. It, it, was, it wasn't just book learning. And, and book learning is part of it, right? That's why we study the Bible. But God revealed to me, wow. And when you see it, you see it, right? When you see what God's church is, you just you see everything else too. When you see what's right, you see what's wrong but these folks they need they need the gospel they need to be delivered from their sins they need to feel that uh uh, that cleanness that i felt and and here again people are different i've I've talked to people they didn't have a lot of feelings when they got saved when i got saved it was like a million watts went through my body i mean it was just the lights came on and i felt light as a feather i mean i could have floated around that building i think Because all of that weight of sin was lifted off of my shoulders and I just felt clean and I was so happy it was just such a wonderful thing and maybe maybe you didn't have that strong an experience with it uh, but I did or maybe you did or more so but the thing is they need that they need that deliverance and that does something for you now once you experience that when I got up from that altar and man, I went down there and I had the cigarette habit and the, and the booze habit and the cussing habit and all that stuff. And I got up from there and all of that was gone. And and I knew I didn't have to go back to that anymore. That made a strong impression on me. And and my my mindset was just tell me what to do. I love this. I don't want to lose it. Man, just I'm ready. Let's go. Can we have church tomorrow? Okay, (laughs) what, only three days a week? Two days a week we have church? Can I come over to your house then? I just wanted all of it I could get. It was the most glorious thing ever happened to me. That's what they need to see. See, they don't need to see religion. They got plenty of religion. They need an experience until you get an experience, until you're born again, okay? Man, that that one's been running in the ground, but it's still true. That's right. It is. I mean, a born-again Christian. Well, yeah. Uh, they've, they've run all these terms in the ground, but that's what they need is the experience of that because that does something to you there. That's real. That's, it's, you, you have reconciled with God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. And there is nothing like that. I lay down that night, that same old. No, it was a different. I'd moved across the hall. That's right. To a waterbed. I was moving up. Who knows where I'd be if I'd stayed out there? I moved across the hall to a waterbed. And I slept that night, and it was just so sweet and peaceful. I remember waking up the next morning, and I took notice of my senses and what was going on. I said, It's real. It really, I'm still saved. <laughs> it really happened. I'm still free. And I got up and I didn't have to light the cigarette. And I didn't have to do all the things that I was doing. And I was able to go out and live a good life, me and Donna Jean. It were just different people. And that's what the world needs. They need the healings. That's a, that is the healing of the soul. Heal broken hearts. So let's look at that. I'm getting way off of my thing here. But let's look at uh, what Luke 4. I may jumble some messages up here while I'm, I'm here saying so. I, don't know, I may be dipping into something I'm going to do tomorrow or whatever for all I know. But it's just what's hitting me now. Uh, Luke 4 and verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up far to read and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written the spirit of the Lord is upon me and this is a glorious I read this this is a glorious time because he is telling this is I am here things are different and this is what I have come to do the spirit of the Lord is upon me think about that Isaiah is that what it said yeah Isaiah Isaiah wrote this of Christ. And now here is Christ. What a moment. Here is Christ standing up and walking up there to that pulpit or whatever it was, to that scroll. And he starts to read this. And this was written uh, uh, back ever, ever how many hundreds of years before? And now the time of fulfillment has come. And the world would never be the same again. And souls that uh, uh, submitted themselves to this and embraced it would never be the same again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Look at this. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on it. Everybody was looking at him. And then, excuse me, and he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. What What a moment. What a time. Thank God man could be free. Man could have his broken heart mended. Can Jesus do that? He can do that. He can heal our broken hearts. Amen. He can set us free from whatever. I was in bondage, saints. Some of you were in bondage. And Christ delivered you. Amen. Thank God for the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Showed us what love is. Look at all the things that we're protected from in this world. I mean, this world is full of wickedness and evil. Because, Listen, listen. Because of Christ and because of of the love of God that I have. If I will just follow that and obey that, there's so many things I don't have to worry about. I I, I may be exposed to them, but I don't have to worry about falling into the trap just because of God's love and just because I'm following Christ. Thank God I have a good relationship with my wife. We can have a good marriage because of Christ. Amen, because she's following Christ and I'm following Christ. That's why we have that. I can have good relationships with people. I'm not, I'm not going to be doing anybody wrong or ripping anybody off. I'm not going to have to lay down with the guilt of having done that. You know, that, that, that's tough to lay down with guilt when it comes calling and when it comes uh, warring on your mind because you know it's so. Thank God we don't have to have that guilt. I have my share of problems. Do you? Yeah. I got I got problems. I got issues. I got uh misgivings. I've got things with my own self. I don't even like me sometimes, right? Say, so, who is this guy? I wish he would get the victory over some of this stuff, right? Yeah. Think better or something. Yeah. Get a hold of yourself, man. Yeah. All right. We all have that old constitutional thing going, right? That's We get stuff from this branch of the family and that branch of the family. Who knows where some of this stuff comes from? But I don't have that old guilty sin problem anymore. And we can work on this other stuff as we go, Brother Goble. We can work on it. God can help us with those things. But I don't have to lay down with the guilt of sin on me. What a wonderful thing that is. To have peace, to have peace. Once people feel that, once they they know something's happened then, they know Christ is real then. Thank God. That's all because of his love. God so loved the world that he sent Christ, and Christ came to do just that, to give us that. I don't think I finished 1 John 4, um, verse 10. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Listen, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. <coughs> it's probably not easy to always love one another, right? Did people ever get on your nerves or anything? you know what gets me is when we go to camp meetings or fellowship hey brother praise the man i love that brother yeah i've been thinking about you brother i love you love you sister well praise the lord everybody's loving on one another and getting along and well you only see them three or four or five days a year you know absence makes the heart grow fonder (laughs) you can get along with them for four or five days but live with them that's another thing And we live with each other, see? So we know all the little junk about things that might irritate us. But we can overlook those things because of the love of Christ, right? Endeavor. The Bible tells us to endeavor with one another. Well, what's endeavoring? Well, it's endeavoring. It's like that scripture the sister was talking about, heaviness. Heaviness through manifold temptations. What's heaviness feel like? It feels heavy it's heaviness it's supposed to feel heavy and endeavoring is there for a reason because you've got to endeavor but because of the love of Christ that's why we need to see each each other in 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 the through the lens of the love of God see and realize that as this sister or this brother uh, they got those little ways that really just don't match mine and they kind of irritate me Uh, I'm probably irritating someone too I may be irritating a lot more people than they are right (laughs) <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for the love of God. We see one another as saints of God. Amen. Love is the foundation of the church of God. Amen. Without love as the impetus or the, uh, the power, the starting point, without love... Listen, without love being essential to God's nature, love, we just read it, God is love. Without love being essential to God's nature, there is no seeking to redeem, no forgiveness, no deliverance. If it wasn't for God's love, why did he seek to redeem us? Why did he forgive us? Why did he deliver us? Because he loved us. Love is the driver of all of those things. There are three things in my mind, you may... Think of more, whatever. There are three things that are essential to God's being or God's constitution or whatever you want to call it. One is love, another is truth, and another is holiness. These things are also essential to His church. You cannot remove either, either, any one of these things and have God's church. We have to have love. We have to have truth. And we have to have holiness. All those things are essential to us being God's church and us being God's people. Amen. Salvation just doesn't exist without it. And of all of those, love is really preeminent. Because it's because of love that we're able to be holy. Amen. Amen. It's because of love that we have truth. We won't turn to all these scriptures for time's sake. Mark 12 and verse 28 through 31 says essentially uh, that the, the uh, the, the preeminent commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. Romans 13 tells us that love is the fulfilling of the law. All that law, all those things God was trying to get those people to do was all about love. Don't do this to your neighbor, don't do that to your neighbor. Do God, do God this, do God that, do God the other thing. And don't do these things against your neighbor. What was it all based on? Loving God and loving your neighbor. Let's look at uh, Galatians 5. Thank God for his great love. Galatians 5 and verse um, 14, really recounting what we just said. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed lest ye, um, that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And one of those lusts is hatred, isn't it? Amen. The devil wants to tear us apart, saints. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The false prophets come to steal, kill, and destroy, but they're motivated by the devil. Amen. Let us love one another. 1 John 3. 1 John 3, this is all good here, but let's get verse 10. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Okay, so how do, we want to know who's saved and who's not. In this the children of God are manifest, the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. And that, that struck me some time back, a few years ago actually, because we always put a lot of emphasis on that whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God living free from sin right you got to keep the sin out and hammering that man we hammer that no sin no sin no sin and right attached to it is he he also that loves not his brother we got to love one another for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know, look at this, we know we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And you know that is so. We know we pass from death to life. What's he talking about? talking about the salvation experience. We know that we were dead in trespasses and sins, and we know that we pass from that unto life because we love the brethren. And I've seen that played out. There was a sister, uh, well, actually, I didn't see it, but I heard of this because she got saved before I did. Uh, It was a a brother had gotten saved, uh, uh, her husband had gotten saved, and she was fighting it. Man, she didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, And uh, uh, at some point, and and she hated the person that was influencing him, the person that kind of led him to Christ, you know. Uh, She had nothing for that person, just hated him. Somehow they got her to come to church. Anyway, she ended up getting saved, and that's all it took. And she stood up and she said, it was just all gone. I did not hate him anymore. You couldn't hate him because the love of God came in there. She knew she had passed from death unto life because she loved the brethren. I remember that too. I remember turning around and seeing all them folks and I didn't hate them when I went there. I didn't go there with that in my heart but I remember the love that was there when I turned around. It was just, man, they were angels to me. Look at all these wonderful people. But before that i didn't want anything to do with them i didn't want to be around them right when i was when i was out in the world i would uh uh like i said years before that man i hated to see them folks coming you know come knock on your door and you go you know go hide (laughs) i don't want to talk to them they call you on the phone when when you didn't know who was calling you that was back in the day some of you kids don't know about this we used to have we used to have phones we didn't lose because they were wired to the wall. And they didn't tell you who was calling. So you just answered on a whim, you know. And if it's somebody you don't want to talk to, you gotta change your voice and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Things change, boy. I tell you what. Now, they, now you answer, and they're looking at you a lot of times. So that's really bad. Don't, 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 don't Facetime me or call me with, because I might not answer. It's <laughs> hey, just something about that still creeps me out. I don't. <laughs> we better make an appointment for that. Amen. Thank God we can have love to the saints of God, and don't we have it? I know we do. I know the saints of God love one another, but. Paul exhorts us to increase more and more. And we need to in- We are taught of God to love one another. 1 Thessalonians 4 9 says, you are t- said, I don't need to instruct you to love one another because you are taught of God to love one another. He said, but I will encourage you to increase more and more. And we have to do that. We have to increase, do we not? Amen. Jesus gave us a commandment to love one another. He said, by this shall all men know, that you are my disciples. How are all men going to know that we're his disciples? That you have love one to another. Of all the things he could have said, and he could have said other things too, that you live holy, that you do this, but he said that you have love one to another. That's really unique in the world that we do that the way that Christ would have us to do it. Everybody doesn't do that. Every organization doesn't do that. Every church doesn't do that. God help us to do that, saints. That we truly have love and what love provides for us. Amen. Jesus lets us know, uh, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. There is no true love without holiness. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. Let's look at, uh Let's look at Ephesians 4. his great love and he gave that to us where did we get our love from we got it from god we didn't manufacture it we we didn't as far as that goes we didn't grow in it though we do grow in love but we didn't we didn't grow it from nothing god gave it to us when he transformed our lives when he made us new creatures let's see ephesians what i say ephesians 4 verse 1 I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing, there it is, forbearing one another in love. You know what that forbearing means? It basically means putting up with, putting up with one another in love, for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. God help us to walk in love. Peter lets us know to love one another with a pure heart fervently. Amen. Being born again of the Word of God. Love one another with a pure heart intently and earnestly. The first fruit of the Spirit that is mentioned is love, right? Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Let's look at 1 Peter 4 and 8. If we lose our love for one another, we're going to lose what we are. We're we're not going to be the people of God if we lose our love for one another. 1 Peter 4, verse 8. And above all things, have fervent. There's that fervent again. Fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Love shall cover the multitude of sins. Well, the love God had for us did. The love of Christ covered our sins, washed our sins away. Amen. If it'll do that, surely the love of God will cover our faults and our things that bug us about one another, right? We can overcome it with love. Colossians 3 says, above all, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. It is the uniting principle that keeps us together. Just a couple of more thoughts. Love to the lost. What greater motivation to compel us to seek the lost than love? It's kind of strange. Uh, kind of a strange dichotomy that we are warring against an evil world yet we are to show love to the evil ones in the world Amen God help us to find the way to do that because there's a lot in this world that I I do not like Amen I believe, uh, see I had it here somewhere but the the scripture says uh, um, to love God basically is to hate evil or wickedness or something to that effect well God help us there's plenty of evil and wickedness to hate in this world that, that, because why do we hate it because we see the destructive power that it has it destroys souls amen but we want to love the souls don't we we don't love the world we don't love the filthy things people are doing in the world But we must love mankind like God loved us. There are people who are caught up in the world, ungodly and wicked. And there are good people living moral lives, but they're still lost. And there are people who are outright evil. They are tools of Satan. They are reprobate of the truth. They will never repent. They will defame us. They will hurt us if they can amen but we still have to love for christ's sake now love is not always syrupy and sugar on top but it is without malice the scripture i was looking for was proverbs eight thirteen. 13. it says the fear of the lord is to hate evil let me just give you a couple of examples did Jesus love the Pharisees? Did he love those men? He called them hypocrites. He called them a bunch of snakes and serpents. Did he love them? Of course he loved them. He was loved, for exactly. He called them out for their, for their wickedness because he loved them. He forgave them. He hung on the cross and forgave them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. But he wasn't going to go along with it. And here's the thing. Here's another thing. He loved the people around enough to put judgment where it needed to be put. So did he love them? Yes, he loved them. But he loved these others that they would not be deceived. And that sometimes is why we have to uh, reprove darkness and wickedness. Not so much for for this person yes for this person but that others will know That's right. this is wrong you can't do this That's right. we see Paul did he love um, Elemas or Jesus or whatever they called him the sorcerer he called him thy child of the devil Paul wrote of Alexander he said he did me much evil you better watch him He shouldn't have said that was mean to say that about Alexander. I mean, he wrote it right there in the Bible, what became the Bible anyway. You better watch this guy. Why did he do that? Because, well, I'm sure he loved Alexander. He didn't hold any malice. He didn't want to hurt him in any way, but he wanted it for the benefit of the others. He says, you better watch this guy because he'll harm you, and I love you, and I want you to be well. So sometimes our love... Causes us to have to call things out for the sake of other people. Paul said in one place, I would they were cut off, which trouble you. Well, did Paul hate them? He loved the church. He loved the people. He didn't want any harm to come to them. Let's look at um, Luke 14. And we'll try to close there. Love is kind and love is all those things, but because we love, sometimes we have to take a strong stand against things. Love 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let's drop down. uh, All of it's good, but let's just drop down to um, verse 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Amen. So in loving Christ supremely, we have to love ourselves less. In loving Christ supremely, we have to love our mother, father, brother, sister, wife, whoever it is, less. That's not to hate them. That's to love Christ supremely. Amen. If we love Christ supremely, we'll know how to love others. Saints, God help us to not just have an emotional love, just a feeling, right? Love is deeper than that. Really, love, love is a principle, it's, it's a principle by which we live. It's not just, if we just love with emotion, we're not going to be able to love the way we need to love. I, I love my wife with emotions, but I love her deeper than that, right? I mean, the emotional love, that's nice, but I love my wife with a deeper love than just emotions because when it's not easy to love, I still love her, right? Right? just like it is with us in the church. When it's not easy to love, we still love. If we just love emotionally, that's, that's not the love of God we're talking about. It's deeper than that. It's a principle by which we live. It, it, it guides our actions, amen, that we allow, uh, we allow love to be preeminent in our lives. And it's got to be with these souls. We sure don't love the world emotionally only, We love our family. We love friends and things like that with an emotional love. But it's got to be a principle by which we operate. We we show love, right? We show love. Some of it is showing love by telling them they're wrong. Think about your child. And how how many times has this been said? Um, I'm going to give you a whipping because I love you. Why are you whipping me? Because I love you. I, I can't buy into that, Dad. But don't we? If you, if you whip your kids or if you send them to their room or if you make them stand on their head in the corner or whatever you do. Why is it? Because you love them. Because you want to correct them. Because you want them to do well. Because you know down the road they're going to be harmed if they continue to follow that course that they're on. Well, that's why we love. It doesn't always feel like love, but it's not feely love. It's God's love. It's what motivated him to do everything he did for us. It's not all emotional. It's his great love, and we need it. May God help us, saints. We love you. We thank you for your time tonight.